0: Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast. I'm Rajan, and I'm flying solo tonight. I'm trying out a one-person podcast format because, honestly, there's a lot I want to vent about after tonight's Washington Redskins versus Chicago Bears Monday night football debacle. I don't want to call it a game. It was a complete debacle. The final score will tell you that it was 31-15 to or 31-18. to I don't know. After Eddie Pinheiro hit that field goal, after the Case Keenum fumble, I stopped paying attention. I should have stopped paying attention a lot before, but I got sucked into the failed comeback attempt. But we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, Anyone who watched this game knows what a complete disaster it was, and whatever rally we made, and I'm using air quotes as I use the word rally, it was too little, it was too late, it was ultimately meaningless, if not entirely pointless. Heading into this game, everything about tonight had the makings of a disaster. It's been well documented that the Redskins were 2-16 at FedEx Field on Monday Night Football in home games. Um, The Bears had a hellacious defense. They'd be going up against our ragtag offensive line. Our defense is an absolute sieve this year, so it felt like tonight would be the perfect get-right game for a Chicago Bears offense. That, frankly speaking, was pretty terrible, but we didn't make the Bears offense look good We made it look like it was injected with some combination of anabolic steroids and nitrous oxide and some other shit like that. You know, we've said it for years. If your team is struggling or you got a guy who's playing below his standards, don't worry. When you play the Redskins, we're going to fix all your problems. Everything's going to be just fine after you get done with this. And sure as shit, that's what happened tonight. So in terms of specifics, let's start with a very familiar place in Greg Minuski, our complete imbecile of a defensive coordinator. And for those of you who've watched the movie Office Space, and shame on you if you haven't, I want to channel my inner Bob Slidell and Bob Porter, and I want to sit at the table, and I I would love to ask him, What is it that you do here? Because I can tell you one thing, it sure is shit as in watching film or game planning. I don't know if you spend all week lifting weights with our players or turning even more orange in the tanning bed or treating the grass on the practice field or huffing paint with Jim Tom Sula and Rob Ryan, but whatever salary the Washington Redskins are paying you, you're stealing that money. You made Mitch fucking Trubisky and Taylor Gabriel look like Steve Young and Jerry Rice. You made Matt Nagy look like the second coming of Bill Walsh. You made the Chicago Bears offense, which entered the game 26th in overall offensive DVOA, look like the fucking 99 Rams. My daughter could have come up with a more creative game plan than you. And newsflash, my daughter's eight weeks old. Taylor Gabriel had three touchdown catches in 2017 and 2018 combined. Combined. After playing in all 32 games. He had three touchdowns in the first half. They flashed a stat about Gabriel being the the first player since Gale Sayers to score three touchdowns in a quarter. Gale Sayers, congratulations. You made a completely forgettable third receiver evoke comparisons to one of the greatest players in NFL history. You pea brain simpleton. Trubisky had three touchdown passes in his last five regular season games. Five in his last three regular season games. And you allowed him to throw three in the first half? Do you even have two brain cells to rub together? I can speak Swahili better than you can design a coverage scheme, and the only thing I can say in Swahili is hello, thank you, and Hakuna Matata because of the fucking Lion King. It's not just because the Bears scored 21 points... On two of those touchdowns, there was nobody within a five-yard radius. Let me reiterate, there wasn't a single defender within 15 feet of Gabriel on either one of his first two, two touchdowns. The Bears ran this misdirection crosser with the offense going one way and the receiver kind of coming back across the formation over and over again, and the Redskins literally had zero clue how to defend this. Somebody said it really well on Twitter. Every single game this season, the Redskins' defense looks like 11 dudes who just met each other in the parking lot and decided, yeah, fuck it, let's try Try to go out and play some football today. I mean, really? This is this is what you consider to be a professional unit? Are you fucking kidding me? The Jay Gruden I think this defense has a chance to be special looks like one of the most laughably idiotic lines of 2019. Past that, it could I couldn't tell what was worse, but I have a few candidates. Um, let's let's go to the offense. Case Keenum, who looked absolutely dreadful tonight outside of the garbage time. You know, I was a Case Keenum defender. I still think he hasn't been nearly as bad as some Redskins fans, especially the pro Haskins contingent, and that mob has wants to report him to be. But congratulations, Case Keenum. You gave life to that stupid start Haskins mob. And by the way, that reach across fumble in the fourth quarter or whatever it was that knocked that was knocked away by Danny Trevathan was so symbolically perfect of us trying hard, but just being this poorly coached in terms of the fundamentals organization that we are. So Case Keenum, you know, congratulations, you suck again. I don't even get to the offensive line because you know they, they were they were who they were. You know, Khalil Mack was in the backfield. He might as well have established, you know, bought a real estate deal while he was there. Leonard Floyd got pressure. I think he was the one who pressured Keenum on the first interception that uh Ha ha Clinton Dix. And how perfectly ironic is it that ha uh, Clinton Dix would return to DC after sucking so bad for the second half of last year and return the pick six for a touchdown? But Leonard Floyd was the one who pressured Case Keenum I believe on that throw even though Keenum ended up throwing that in double coverage. Uh, Speaking of coverage or complete lack thereof, Josh Norman who week in week out looks like a football player who suddenly developed amnesia and he replaced his shoes with cement blocks. Uh, according to ESPN's Next Gen Stats, through halftime tonight, Josh Norman was allowing a passer rating of uh, over 140 when he was the f- when he is targeted uh, in the first half of games this year. In all three games when he's targeted in the first half, his passer rating is over 140. That means quarterbacks are effectively perfect when they throw the football at Josh Norman. So let that sink in for a second. Um, Some of my other goats for tonight, going back up to the broadcast booth. um, Booger McFarland, let's put it this way. Twitter all got together and maybe other social media channels all got together and basically forced Jason Witten out of the Monday night booth. And yes, Jason Witten was pretty terrible. Booger McFarland wasn't the one we should have left. They should have both gone. How is it that when CBS has Tony Romo and there are so many other good color analysts and so many great people that are available to do this type of analysis on games, Dan Orlovsky on ESPN is a perfect example we keep treading out these guys who come say these stupid if not false truisms on television over and over again did you know booger mcfarland marlin was trying to tell us that terry mclaurin was drafted as a kicker turner by the redskins because that's news to me and i think that's news to everyone else but that's what booger was trying to tell us booger was the one who went to, on the dan steinberg article today and said bruce allen is quote-unquote doing a fine job and fedex field is quote-unquote an iconic l- iconic venue are you stupid do you have cte already what the fuck is wrong with you? Please, please, please send him back to college football where he belongs. And speaking of CTE, uh, the Redskins fans who stuck around and had the audacity to post themselves of having a grand old time in the field at, fe- at the stands at FedEx Field in the third quarter of the game when we're getting our asses handed to us, and then you're acting like complete boobs on television around the Monday night set uh, when when everyone was talking, they're like people flashing themselves. I'll never understand that you want to make a complete ass of yourself on television. And think that you're accomplishing something like that. One of my good buddies was actually at the game that night and he was joking, my buddy PJ, a longtime friend, we have known him since literally we were in diapers, and he took his kids to the game and he was joking that, you know, I've done my best to insulate my kids from the from the god-awfulness of the Redskins, and for once I caved and I wanted to do some spend some family time with them, and I took them to the game, and it was one of the worst decisions I ever made. He goes, If I had any hopes of them being a Redskins fan, it was eliminated after tonight. Uh, that's what he did, and he was complaining over and over again. It's a god-awful. And if you could hear those Let's Go Bears chants on the TV, believe me, he was telling me, it was much, much louder in person. But it shouldn't be surprised any bit of a surprise that it was, a, once again, a home game for the opposing team at FedEx Field. Um, getting back to the macro level, you know, my friends and I were talking about this on our ongoing Slack channel. At this point, the only intrigue left in the season is our outcome in the week six game against the Miami Dolphins, because that game's going to officially confirm whether they're the worst team in the NFL or whether we are. And there's not a lot of reason to believe that we're going to beat a team that's unapologetically tanking this season, and we still might not beat them. We may very well be the frontrunner in the tank for two of sweepstakes. And I'll tell you one thing, if we're talking about the Giants on Sunday, you say, oh, well, maybe we'll beat the Giants. They're out without Saquon Barkley. Uh, It's well-documented as a fact that we suck, at least in the Dan Snyder era, and much more on him in a second, against rookie quarterbacks. And guess what? Everyone's new favorite media darling is Daniel Jones, who we get this, this week. And then let's not forget who we get before the Miami Dolphins the week after the Giants game. And that just happens to be the New England Patriots, who I think have allowed one offensive touchdown this season. As Hill to District colleague Patrick has said multiple times, we're going to lose that game by 100, and we're not exaggerating that number. We're genuinely going to lose that game by 100. I don't know what how high the line would have to be before I would actually say, nah, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the Redskins and the points in that game. Would the line have to be 40, 45, 49, 52? Where would you say that, nah, I think the point total is high enough? Because I'm not sure it could get to that high before I say, yeah, I think the point total is too high now. Every single goddamn year when this team eventually loses all hope, and it's funny because we're already in the third week of September and I'm already talking about this, I threaten that I'm finally going to quit this team. And it's once again, you know, I feel like I'm taking one step closer to being a football agnostic, renouncing my fandom to this team. Um, it, it, like I said, it's getting to the point where it's not even October, and I'm thinking about, in my multi-television setup, making Red Zone the primary channel, and on every other TV I have set up, putting every other game on except for the fucking Redskins game, because if the Redskins are playing, and at least Red Zone will tell me if something's important's happening, and I'll tell you what, I don't have a lot of faith in anything important happening, so I know that I can just leave Red Zone on, and anything worth watching will happen in those little flashes. Um, In my other podcast I mentioned, I've discovered that not watching the Redskins play is actually so much more beneficial for me for my emotional well-being. And if or I should say when the Redskins lose to the Giants, if Greg Minuski continues to have a job, I might very well have to follow through with my empty threat admittedly for the last few years of I'm just not going to watch this team anymore. And I think that just brings us all to the very, very top. Memo to Dan Snyder and just so we're entirely clear about this, you are a vile, sleazy, contemptible, repugnant, and sickening human being. You are literally a soul-sucking plague that's been inflicted upon this team and this city that lives and breathes with the Washington Redskins. As long as you and that despicable blockhead of a team president Bruce Allen continue to run this team, we'll be continue to be one of the laughing stocks of the NFL. Snyder's just over just over twenty years older than I am, so I'm doomed to knowing the fact that he's gonna own this team for the majority of my remaining years on this planet, meaning I'm not gonna see a Super Bowl as long as I'm for the rest of my life until I'm in diapers and old and eating applesauce in an old folks home. So that's where I am tonight. That's that that's Yet another Monday night in the books, yet another Redskins game in the books, and this is where I am. I genuinely believe that this team is bad for my health and my well-being. I shouldn't be this fired up at close to midnight, but I am. Thank you for those who have actually made it through this rant. It was somewhat cathartic. I know I'm going to feel this way in the morning still, but especially after being sleep-deprived. But if you haven't done so already, please follow us on SoundCloud. Please make sure you subscribe to us on on, uh, on, uh, on iTunes. I promise our other podcasts are a lot more measured and nuanced and analysis-filled and not just one crazy man going off the handle. So thank you again for listening, and um, I hope I don't have to watch this team anymore for the rest of the year. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.